0: Hello everyone and welcome back to ice Tea with your Vice-P. Have you ever wanted to get out of the classroom and travel the world? Today we will be talking about traveling, podcasting, and building your very own brand, so stay tuned. <laughs> this week we're being joined by a very special guest, social media and contact marketing professional, founder of travel blog, Twirl the Globe, and creator of Somebody Date Us, the podcast that landed on Apple Podcasts top 50 comedy shows in Canada. After the very first episode, so we have special guest Sheridan alumni. Lauren. I forgot to say hi your last name again. Marinick. Yes, Lauren Marinick. Teamwork. <laughs> <you>, Lauren. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Today. This is so exciting to oh, be back at Sheridan. I know. So you are a Sheridan graduate. What what year did you graduate in?
1: I graduated in 2011, 2012. 2012? Somewhere oh, around them. Um, I did advertising and then I did corporate communications. Okay. And, and then I worked you, here.
0: So. You worked to Sheridan? Yeah. No, no so way. So I just
1: like was here for a very long time. I worked at the student union. Um, it was my first full-time job. Oh that's fantastic.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. i here with my SSU t-shirt on. Uh, yeah. So I have so, so
1: many of those.
0: at home. <laughs> how does it feel to be back on campus? Great.
1: Like I'm like I want to go back to school. Like I'm ready. I'm ready to be done with adulting and like go back to college <laughs>
0: <laughs> i feel like that as well i've never left and i never will oh, yeah <laughs> um so you you've been working a little bit now so how is it, how is the transition into the working world what are you doing currently for work
1: yeah so i currently am a social media manager for hudson's bay very cool so i work on their top shop and top man brands uh super cool opportunity um and i was like one of those very lucky people that like landed a job right after graduation which doesn't happen very often what's
0: your secret
1: um honestly like i probably applied to like hundreds and hundreds of jobs before i graduated (laughs) and it does take like you have to be willing to do that because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you don't really have any experience and so um for me i was like all i want is like a job related to what i went to school for and then also a job that's going to pay me because there was a lot of unpaid internships back then. I know there's probably still is, but I think it's like illegal now. Yes, <laughs> and I
0: think it's I think it's very important that students that wanting are wanting for those jobs so are looking for those paid opportunities, yeah. like don't go for the
1: internships. Yeah, like there was no way I could live without being paid. So
0: it's a sca- so have you been with Hudson's Bay the whole time or have you managed no. to get way through?
1: So my very first job was at Student Union doing marketing and communications. Mm. And then I stayed here for two years, and then I moved on to a non-for-profit called Futurepreneur. Okay. And so they, like, finance young people that want to start businesses. Interesting. Pro- yeah. And so I built their social media and their content and blog, and then I moved on to a startup called Dipley. Hmm. Um. It's, an entertainment publisher, similar to like a BuzzFeed,
0: and then now I'm at Hudson's Bay. So, <laughs> so you've had a uh, quite a little journey. Yeah, and I hear you like to journey in your part time. So, how <laughs> do you how do you balance? Because um, you are a travel blogger, and you've got quite quite a large blog. I got to see your your map of the world and all the places that you've gone, <laughs> which is a lot. Um, how did you actually? How did you even get started with with traveling and blogging? Yeah, I mean, so when I went to Sheridan,
1: um, in between the years in the summer I uh, worked in Spain as a camp counselor it's a very unique job but don't ask how I even came across
0: it. Did but. you work while, while you are in school, like as a student?
1: Uh, I did. Ooh. So I worked at like a dancewear store because I used to dance when I was younger. Um, and then, yeah, in the summer I, w- I would go to Spain and I would work there. And so that kind of was what when the travel bug bit me, I guess you could say. Um, but when I went overseas for the first time in those on those summer trips, I started this like really bad blog like only my parents were reading it I didn't really like put much effort into it it was like when blogging was just starting to be a thing of course um and then I just kind of realized as I kind of moved through my career and I was writing for all these other professional blogs and whatnot that I like really like didn't love writing about like marketing I liked writing about travel and so I just kind of was like I should take this more seriously like build it. And like, yeah, it's not um, a source of my entire income by any means, but uh, it's just like a passion project that I like to do. So
0: I think that's fantastic. So Mm -hmm. uh, as far as there's the good question though, can you make money as a travel blogger? Totally. I mean,
1: there's a bunch of people that do. I think it's a lot harder now because there's so many bloggers out there and everyone, every second person's like an influencer. So um, it's definitely harder. I think a lot of people that are making an income off of it they're doing a lot of freelance travel writing as well so they're not just writing for their own blog um which i think you kind of like have to do in order to in order to make ends meet um but yeah there's totally ways to make money and there's a lot of opportunities uh once you start building relationships with tourism boards and stuff like that that you can go on like free trips and um have those experiences too. so
0: that's fantastic. So did you do any actual studying abroad or more just on your off time?
1: Just on my off time. I never studied abroad. I thought about it multiple times uh, while I was at Sheridan and going to like Australia or the UK and I just never did. I just loved
0: Sheridan too much, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So how many countries have you have you ended up traveling to? Do you keep a running count? So, I do.
1: <laughs> Mainly that is because I've been trying to do 30 countries by 30. What? And next year I turn 30. So, Please I'm at you're 29. I'm at 29. You're 29? No way. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So, I will do my 30th country in December. So, right before my 30th. Like and where then. are you going? I'm going to Uganda and Kenya. So, wow. technically, I'll be at 31 by okay. the end of it. But, um, yeah. So,
0: that's an intense say. goal. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, you're going December? Yes. Wow. Wow, that's soon. I know, That's soon. Right? You must be really excited. Yeah,
1: I've never been... Well, I've been to Morocco, which is in Africa, but... I was going to ask you about um, your trip to Morocco. I've never done, like, safari-type trips, okay. so I'm excited.
0: I would be. <laughs> um, actually, Morocco was one of the things I saw on your blog that I thought was particularly interesting. And I think it's um, traveling, you know, as a as a woman, do you travel by yourself a lot, or is it just you? Do you go with friends? Do you go with family?
1: Yeah, I find now that I've gotten older, I find I have more friends that have that income that they can travel. Whereas when I was younger, I traveled a lot more by myself and I still will travel by myself because your timing doesn't always work out with other people or like they don't want to go to the same places as you do. Uh, When I went to Morocco, I went on a group tour Mm -hmm. um, because I just didn't feel safe traveling there by myself as a female. um, And I've done that with a few different places as well um when I go to Africa in December I'm doing a group tour as well because um it's just they're challenging places to do on your own especially with limited time so Mm -hmm. um but yeah I've kind of done like a mix of everything solo with friends with family
0: (laughs) very cool and what is your favorite do you have a favorite country or any place that really stands out Mm. do you have a moment in in time you'd like to tell us about Oh, boy.
1: I mean, I think one of my... It's hard to compare because every place is so different. But I think I really loved Jordan. Okay. Um, And when I went there, people thought I was crazy because I did go by myself. I had actually won a trip. <laughs> it was like a contest I had entered. To Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I went by myself, but I had like a driver that brought me around places. Um, So that obviously made it a bit easier. But it's not a place that um a lot of women would think to go to by themselves and then on top of that, like it's border Syria. So mm-hmm. people were like, Why are you going there? <laughs> but it was just amazing. It was like the culture was amazing. It was very different. Everyone was so friendly. Like I probably felt like more safe there than I have in like toronto some days so um yeah it was just like a very very different place and when i went no tourists were going so i had like every tourist attraction was like me (laughs) that's it so it's like
0: my personal tour yeah
1: yeah it was amazing so highly recommended what did
0: you love about it was it culture was it the food what about the i don't know what do you go for when you travel what's what's what bites you
1: i'm like totally like you will never find me in like museums and stuff like that (laughs) like i like to like go off the beaten path and like eat where the locals eat and like just like kind of like walk through markets and um meet different people and talk to different people like i really like to just like absorb the culture and i think um when i was there it was just like so like it's culture shock when Mm -hmm. you're there to begin with and then on top of that i'm like Everyone touring me around are like males because women don't really have the same rights as we do here. And so there's that awkward, uncomfortable part of it all. but uh, but it's interesting. I think it's like important you expose yourself to like, different parts of the world like that, right?
0: I think that's, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> that's amazing. No, that's definitely not the country I was expecting you to, to come up with. It's not the typical you, answer. You got started in Spain, which Spain's uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> is, right? So do you speak many languages or do you I pick it up? speak English.
1: Nice. And that's Nice. <laughs> I kind of like picked up some Spanish when I was there in the summers because I was working with kids and they didn't really speak English, but then you lose it. You have to be like constantly surrounded by it I think. to living there? Yeah. The whole time. Yeah exactly. So how
0: do you how do you balance your work life with your traveling life? So
1: in a variety of ways. um, I am definitely like not one of those people that like feels guilty about taking vacation days which I know people do which is so bizarre to me. Like I will use up every last vacation day I have and usually often I've asked for more. Nice. um, Whether it's like taking extra days unpaid um, because travel is such a priority to me that I'm like willing to do that. Um, and then I try to be like really strategic when I'm like planning trips of like when they fall, like if they can fall over a long weekend or um, over Christmas when you already kind a have days off and stuff like that to really like utilize my stretch out my vacation days as much as possible because <laughs> usually like you only get maximum three weeks in workplaces. So Gotta be strategic. Gotta get it in there. Do
0: you have advice to give to students who are looking to balance um, traveling while in school?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that obviously when you're in school, you don't usually have like an excessive amount of money that you can just take off and travel. But I think that there's not really going to be very many times in your life that you have as much free time as you do when you're in school and once you get out of school you're going to be have like all the other demands of like real life and I think that if you want to travel and you're a student like make it happen like figure out how to do it whether it is studying abroad or like going on an exchange trip or even just like going backpacking and doing it like super budget friendly mm-hmm. <laughs> to, in your summers when you have time off because like really like if you don't do it now, you might never do it, or I never have the opportunity <laughs> to do it, right? So like, I always am like, just don't wait until you retire to go travel. Like, do it now while you're young. I
0: like, agree, there's a lot of people that do do that. Just like, live for the now. I, I, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah. um, Fantastic, and mm-hmm. I, I love how you've turned your passion project into sort of like, a source of work for you, so mm-hmm. like, um like, tying that together is really hard for some people. It's kind of amazing that you can take, like, make your personal brand over, like, your personal passion. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like, how did you start to sort of brand yourself as this travel blogger? Yeah. So,
1: I mean, when I was working at Sheridan, like, the early days of my career, and um, I don't know, you still kind of are, like, figuring out what you want to do with your life. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life now. But um, I think I was, like, really looking for like different avenues to grow my experience outside of just my job because obviously that was giving me experience. But like I understand there's so much competition out there and like there's always someone that's like going to be more qualified than you or willing to do it for cheaper than you or whatever the case. And so um, I just kind of started to look at different ways that I could um, get myself out there. And that's kind of where I started writing um, professional blog posts about like my experience and marketing and stuff that I I had learned at school and that I knew about um, and had learned in my career and um, that's kind of where I my personal brand started and then I realized you know I like I like the travel stuff I like writing about travel I li- people are always asking me about my advice for travel so like why not write about it. Mm-hmm. Um, And then it's like for a long time, I kind of kept those two worlds separate in terms of my brand. I had that professional brand and then I had my blogging brand. And now I think I like have it all under one umbrella because it's it does all go hand in hand. Like even if I'm applying for a job now that has nothing to do with travel, it still, I think, shows what kind of person you are, and what kind of worker you'll be when you have these like passion projects and other things that you are are doing and working on outside of your nine to five job, right?
0: It's just so that extra bit of thing to be like, hey, I'm invested. Mm-hmm. I, I I have passions about things. Yeah, and companies really do look for that. Yeah. So do you find you ever have a challenge keeping your personal life and your professional life um, separate, or have they got to the point where they're they're able to intermingle? Like in the world of especially social media, mm-hmm. where it's like you know there's certain things that a lot of people tend to compartmentalize their lives. Um, do you find that that helps? Do you find it hinders your career? What advice would you have on on that front?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, working in social media, I'm like online all day, every day. It's just like you you have to be, right? Mm And, um, but I think I'm very good at separating my nine to five job from like my other projects and then just like my, Personal life because I like to have a life outside of all these things too, right? And I I think that it's very important when you are working nine to five in a job that you have a work life balance and um, find ways to unplug. And obviously, yes, I have to be online all the time, but like I don't like I can check my work social media accounts in the morning and then once at night, and like the world's not going to end. And so I know every job is different in in the your whatever field you're in but i think it's like finding ways to like decompress and separate things that you have going on in your life because otherwise you'll like work yourself to the bone and like not be happy right
0: that's <laughs> true and i think sometimes a great way to do that is to find yourself on the other side of the world Mm-hmm. I remember I went out to uh, to Greece a couple of years ago and I got to sit on a tiny little island and turned around and all I saw was ocean as far as mm-hmm. I went. It was like being on the edge of the world and it was it was very very nice.
1: Exactly. Um, like you need that time to like take those
0: vacation days. Like yeah. Like- <laughs> so which social media channels do you recommend for for you know aspiring entrepreneurs or even if there are listeners out there that want to do blogging or they want mm-hmm. to do travel or even start their own Um, media marketing company? Is there particular ways that you would go about that or recommend over others?
1: Yeah. I mean, for something like blogging, I feel like Instagram is just like the platform to be on. The only annoying part about Instagram is you can't link to any of your blog posts very easily. Um, But I mean, it's very much goes hand in hand. Like you, you need to have that, those beautiful Instagram worthy photos on top of those informative blog posts and whatnot. So you're
0: part blogger, part photographer, part model, exactly. part stylist.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to do it all. <laughs> but, but then I think like if you're looking to build like your professional brand that maybe doesn't include blogging or whatnot, like LinkedIn is like still a great place to be and not mm-hmm. just when you're looking for a job. Like I think a lot of people only go on it when they're ready to find a new job and they're not on it all the time. Like I'm on it every single day, like reading articles and making sure my profile is up to date, like connecting with different people. because um, so you never know when those like opportunities are going to come up. Um, and then I still love Twitter. Like a lot of people think it's dead, but I think it's a good way to connect with like other professionals and people that you might admire in the industry that you don't really have the ability to can't like add them as a Facebook friend it's
0: like you're, you're not quite in my LinkedIn network but yeah you yeah exactly <laughs> like I
1: I've, I have like Twitter friends that I've never met but like we're connected professionally and like things have come out of those friends like whether it's freelance projects or job opportunities or whatnot because we just like tweet back and forth here and there or like commented on this or that or shared something with each other um, and so I think it's like very important to keep that in mind even when you're not looking for a job That's like like awesome. um, even if you're not looking for a new opportunity, just like always building that network. It's like that
0: network and that face. It's at this networking, networking. That's all the advice I've ever received yeah. ever. It's like, make sure you network with everybody. And I hate networking. Me but
1: too. It like does. I think like every millennial like does. Like most of us are introverted people. But um, but yeah, like when I, I got laid off from one of my previous jobs when I was working at Dipley and like the amount of people that reached out to me on Twitter and LinkedIn that I don't even know who they were or why we were connected or when we had met with like job opportunities and like the willingness to go out for coffee with me and like help me. And it's like, those are the times you realize you're like, okay, I have, I'm not, haven't just been doing this for nothing, right?
0: Like it's worth it. Like you put in all that effort and mm-hmm. it comes back to you. You kind of, you know, get out of it what you put in. I yeah, guess, right? exactly. Um, so like, would you define personal, like how would you define your personal branding?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when I first started, like, branding myself as a brand, I was very, like, I made sure, like, I put all the right things on my social media channels. I had, like, a professional Twitter account, and I only tweeted things that were related to, like, social media marketing, and then now I feel like I've, like, built enough experience that like, I realized that my personal brand is also my personality and like Mm -hmm. everything else I do. Like, did I ever think I would launch a podcast about dating where I like literally air my dirty laundry and like, I'm sure my bosses have listened to it. Like, no, but I mean, you kind of have the ability to shape your personal brand in whatever direction you want, right? So like for me, my personality is a huge part of it. And like, (laughs) if you choose to listen to those things, well. Like. So can you tell us a little bit about your podcast? So
0: somebody date us, like exclamation yes. point.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's not an explanation point, but we can put one there. <laughs> 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 there is the urgency
0: now. <laughs> so, so I have to know, what is what was the starting, like what was the, the, the round table conversation where this became a thing? <laughs> so I, uh, obviously
1: you get to a per- certain point in your life and all your friends are like married or in serious relationships and having <laughs> babies. And, um, but I do have like, a mis- mixed match of people that are all single in my friend group and we had just all of my friends I feel like were complaining to me at the same time about like different relationship problems they were having or like they were going through breakups I was going through a breakup and at the same time I was listening to a lot of podcasts and um we kind of joked about like we should start a podcast and from there I was like you know what we should start a podcast let's just start a podcast yeah and so I kind of like thought about like who would be good personalities to start a, per- a podcast with and who would be the kind of person that would want to talk about everything under the sun <laughs> openly. And um, it was actually funny because my other two co-hosts had only met like twice before we started our podcast. Like now we're all best friends, but like we weren't when we started the podcast. It was just we thought we it was like a good mix of people. So just like you, you
0: get in a room. Yeah. Here's a microphone. Yeah.
1: And we all went to Sheridan and none of us were friends at Sheridan. None That's of us crazy. knew each other.
0: Like, so. It's like hashtag Sheridan Life. Yeah. Follows you forever. Exactly. <laughs> um, How would you, how would you start up your, like, how would, what advice would you give to people that want to start their own podcast? Yeah. I mean, I think like. The amount of people i've heard say like i want to
1: start my own blog i want to start my own podcast and just like don't do it like you probably get that a lot yeah like you just you just gotta do it like for me i'm like i had no idea how to start a podcast i i like kind of just like googled what kind of microphone i would need and like the basics of like how to start a podcast and like went from there and just like ran with it and um, yeah, there's like still learning curves. And like, if you listen to our first few episodes, our sound quality is like terrible, but, but we like, you just learn from
0: it, right? I and it's the same with your blog posts uh, as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't want to look back at my blog posts from the early days. But <laughs> yeah, like, I think the, the hardest part is just like making a step to do it. And like, also, like, if you're going to start a podcast with co hosts as well, like, making sure that you're all equally committed to it and like, that there's at least one person that's going to make sure like everyone's in line and like shows up when we're <laughs> recording and pre-schedules those episodes so they go out every week and um, everything that goes along with it. So, so you do
0: this podcast every week?
1: Yes. Wow. Every Wednesday there's a new episode. That's intense. <laughs> yeah.
0: And what sort of things do you generally talk about?
1: Everything. Um, we've talked about – usually we have like some sort of topic with each, with each episode because otherwise we would ramble about – all sorts of things that are unrelated. Um, but we talk about like breakups, we talk about relationships that we, we've we had throughout recording the podcast or people we've dated, the good stories, the bad stories. You're we talk in the openly ones. about sex, like, and we, and we also have a lot of guests that we get on too um, with kind of different perspectives, um, whether it's like a relationship therapist or um, we had a, guy recently who just went through like a surrogacy journey to have his own kids and like just like people that have very unique different stories that like we get them the platform to share those stories from um, their perspective on our podcast. So that yeah,
0: absolutely amazing. You must have a lot of interesting. Sp- I know for one, I can't wait to check that out. <laughs> um, what do you wish that you'd known when you started out, whether it's blogging or podcasting or even like getting into your working career? Was there anything that you would have done differently? I think... I don't think there would have been
1: anything I've done differently. But I think that one of the biggest things I learned coming right out of school was, I th- like when I was a student, I just, I pictured myself working in this like Fortune 500 company, like the world's biggest companies, like being like the head of whatever, social media marketing, whatever the case. And then when I started to apply for jobs and realized that like, very few people were getting back to me and um, this whole job hunting thing is a lot harder than I had been prepared for. Um, And then I landed my first job at Sheridan, which was obviously not where I thought I was going to work, but it ended up being like one of the best opportunities I took because I got to like in my first job, I was managing like 30 people. Like who has that opportunity in their first year of their career? And so I think like, For me, I think I got so much in my head about like working for those big brand names when a lot of my experience and the only reason I'm where I am now is because I took a lot of jobs that like maybe weren't a company that anyone had ever heard of before, but I was doing everything within that company. So I got to wear a lot of hats and like really build my experience. So I think like I think my biggest piece of advice for students and like people graduating is to like be open-minded about other opportunities because like you never know what what one of those opportunities is actually going to teach you the most and sometimes it's not at the fortune 500 company (laughs) oh my
0: goodness you're so correct Um, wow insightful i love it i love it so you never know what you never know what doors are going to be open for you Mm -hmm. and, and something that may take you somewhere in life like five years ago I don't, they never thought I'd be sitting in this in this studio making a podcast Yeah, for in Life Radio. So um, things, you know, just attack you in life <laughs> that you never see coming. Exactly. And be, um, like, open to them, right? What so. does success look like for you? Do you find that, like, what what would you consider yourself successful? I mean, I'm, like, very hard on myself.
1: So I think that I can always be more successful than I am. But I think, like, as I've kind of gone through my career to date, I, I've... I'm very focused on, like, what makes me happy and not so much on, like, being at that Fortune 500 company or making a six-figure salary or whatever the case. Like, that stuff's all nice. But, like, I think I've really learned in my career is, like, as long as you're happy every day and you, like, enjoy the work that you're doing, like – people that are making six figure salaries could be miserable. Like what would you rather be happy and like make less money or like be in a different kind of company than you envisioned yourself or be like miserable and like have all the things that you dreamt about. Um, and so like, I think for me, like I, I mean, like, like I said, I'm hard on myself, but like I am very also proud of myself of like where I've come um, especially like you compare yourself naturally to like other people in your graduating class and where they are and what they're doing and everyone's paths different, but um yeah, like I, I don't I don't know. Am I successful? <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: no. Oh no, I didn't mean to take it there.
1: Yeah, I did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well just cut that off at like, yes, I'm successful yes. because I'm happy every day. Yeah, but Smile no. Like
1: <laughs> exactly. Like as long as you're happy, like that's all that really matters at the end of the day. So
0: I think that's the secrets of the universe, right yes. there. Yeah, secrets of the universe. Exactly. Amazing. Do we have any more thoughts before we wrap up? Oh boy! Anything I don't... else you wanted to to tell the radio? Tell stations? the world. Tell the world. <laughs> I mean, if you do want to tell the world, uh, Lauren here does have a blog, so you can check out her blog at www.twirltheglobe.com. Mm-hmm. Where did the twirl come from? Um, I used to competitively dance. Oh. So yeah. Beautiful. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you, Lauren, for joining me today. Um, For more information, again, check her out at www.twirltheglobe.com. And you can check out her really awesome podcast at Somebody Date Us. Dot com. Yeah, um, and check that out. I believe you can find it on uh, on. Yeah, it's, Apple everywhere. Music. Apple, it's everywhere.
1: Apple, Spotify, whatever you listen to. Fantastic. Your so on.
0: <laughs> if you want to listen to some of the CD CD inside uh, inside talk about the dating life in Toronto, it's <laughs> the place to be. For everything else, then we have you covered at www.thessu.ca. So that's the T with your vice P. And thank you so much for listening.